All right, what's up? Uh, the Tony B Podcast brought to you by Flooring is Forever. Flooringisforever.com. Check out all of their great products. $249 per square feet for Mohawk carpeting with pad. Check out flooringisforever.com and our good friend Harley. All right, a little incident reaction. Uh, the breaking news, which, which broke this morning uh, just after 8 a.m., uh, Roger Penske, the Penske Corporation, uh, purchasing the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The NTT IndyCar Series, not the IRL, Roger Penske, um, uh, to Roger Penske and Penske Corporation, Penske Entertainment. Um, press conference just ended a little bit ago. We've had some Twitter reaction to it. I've kind of given my opinions uh, on Twitter at Tony Indy of what has transpired. Uh, I'll say this. Look, first and foremost... The writing, I think, maybe had been on the wall for the Holman George family to sell. You can say the coincidence between Mary's death a year ago uh, and now. I mean, this is a process that, that's kind of taken place. It seems like over the last month, Tony George said, you know, out at Laguna Seca, he approached Roger and said, hey, would you have any interest in this? And, of course, Roger did. Um, if it was going to be sold off to anybody, you would want it to be somebody that has a passion and a history and a familiarity with the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, IMS Productions, and the Indianapolis 500. Obviously, that guy is Roger Penske. Uh, I think we all know that. Uh, history speaks for itself. Um, I tweeted out, uh, you know, despite others, others snagging it. Uh, you know, I thought Roger owned the Indianapolis 500 already uh, with his iconic wins and, and Borg Warner trophies. Um, just don't change it to Penske Motor Speedway because I don't want to have it called PMS. Uh, that's a joke. Um, no money was disclosed. This has to be in the billions, you would think, uh, billions of dollars going to the Home and George family, Home and George and, and company. It was not about the money for Tony George. I think we learned that he was choked up. He was emotional when he was in the press conference and look, billions of dollars can't replace what you feel emotionally. And I'm not going to talk for Tony George but I am going to put myself in his shoes. Uh, this is part of selling off his baby. And I think he'll still have a part at the track. And we'll still see him out there. But his baby was sold. And um, there's still going to be a part of you that, you know, everybody has that passion growing up. And if that's taken away from you in a certain capacity, it hurts. I mean, I got passionate about radio and it got taken away from me. Um, but instead of going into the weeds on that, uh, the the Holman George family, what they've meant to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway over the last 74 years has been incredible. Um, I guess now everybody at the Victory Banquet is going to have to p- thank Roger Penske. Um, another concern that has came up, uh, among other things on Twitter, has been the fact that Roger is on the pit box normally for LEO at the 500. Uh, Joseph, I'm sure he fluctuates per race. He said he's going to step down. And we talk about conflict of interest. Um, Roger owned it, was very was very honest, I thought, about, hey, you know, we're going to let management decide that. I'm sure they'll sit the owners down. Uh, I, I saw a couple people say, well, Tony George owned Vision Racing in the mid-2000s. Yes. Uh, but that no offense to Vision and, and, and Ed Carpenter and, and, and what they brought to the table – that's not Penske. That's that's kind of comparing, I don't know, the Patriots 
to maybe the Atlanta Falcons, like the Atlanta Falcons, very good team, you know, been in the top of the mountain. They haven't got over the top. So it's a little bit different, I think, comparing a vision racing in conflict of interest to Roger Penske, who's had a dominating team, the best IndyCar team we've ever seen, a very, very great NASCAR program, which we'll get to the NASCAR side of this as well. Um, another um, thing that's been mentioned uh, through my timeline, I know Jenna Fryer asked, was about uh, guaranteed spots at the Indianapolis 500. And for those of you that love Bump Day, that have seen some momentum come back to Bump Day, obviously nobody could predict what happened uh, back in May with Fernando Alonso not making the race and Kyle Kaiser getting in on 11th hour qualifying attempt. Um, you know, there, there, I see both sides of the argument. You don't want to take away the, the underdog to be able to make the race, but you also have to protect the people that are driving to these races as a team and putting their hard-earned money into full-time teams. So that'll be interesting to see exactly what happens with guaranteed spots. I'm sure it'll be sat down. It'll be, and it should. It should be in the hands of the owners. And Ari Leindyke and Max Pappas should have a say as the stewards of the series. And if the owners say, yes, we would love to have this, where if there's 24 full, full-time teams, they're guaranteed into an automatic berth, I guess, into the 500. You know, I don't know what you would do if they failed to qualify and they were 34th. Would you put them in the race, have them start 33rd because you qualify the car and not the driver? That's all details they will get into. Uh, but I will be interested to see what happens there. I like the fact that, you know, the Kyle Kaisers of the world, which I guess is the best, most fresh example, can come out and knock off top dogs and make it into the Indianapolis 500. I'd be interested to see what guys like Dale Coyne had to say. You know, Coyne, who struggled at the Speedway for a long time and then found some success over the last couple of years uh, with Ferrucci being the Rookie of the Year. Bourdais uh, has been fast. But he's also the, the type of owner that puts in some of those last... Uh, minute efforts, uh, some of those last row qualifying drivers we've seen over the past. Uh, so I think you got to put that to the owners, and it has to just be uh, a vote between the owners of these teams. Uh, maybe have some input from some of the drivers. I mean, obviously the drivers are going to see it from both ways. Uh, if you appreciate and respect the history of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which I think a lot of these drivers do, uh, you're going to say, yeah, we want to keep that flair of bump day and, 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 and that fun and entertainment for the fans because this is all about the fans and coming out. But also, you know, I mean, Graham Rahal said it not this past year but two years ago. I mean, he was afraid going into qualifying day that he was not going to make the show. We obviously saw it with Hinchcliffe two years ago um, and then Fernando Alonso last year, even though he wasn't a full-time participant. So that'll be interesting to see what goes down there. Um, I think Roger is going to do a great job of – bringing in sponsors, bringing in the Menards of the world, maybe a discount tire, uh, Miller Lite. Maybe we see a, a, a vamping of Miller Lite uh, through the series because and through IMS because that is the official beer of IMS, and they sponsor Brad Keselowski. Um, Shell Pennzoil, I don't know what the whole Speedway gasoline things, how that would work. Uh, it's also been talked about doubleheaders. I think this kind of presses the gas pedal a little bit, so to speak, on the upcoming doubleheaders that we could see. Will it happen in IMS? Well, I think it's surely going to be looked at. But I think they're going to revamp. This revamps the the efforts and the relationships that 
NASCAR and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway have and will continue to have. Uh, I don't expect the Brickyard 400 uh, on an oval perspective to go away anytime soon uh, in the next two or three years. Will they look at the road course? Will they look at possibly putting up lights? Yeah, I think, like Roger said, you're going to have to make some risks. You're going to have to uh, look at everything and, and look at the perspective and the potential of everything. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but I think this is a good move. I, with Roger Penske, I mean, look, everything he, I mean, he's a billionaire. Uh, and I think John Menard's going to have some, some input and some effort into this as well. Obviously, we know that he got the victory lane for the first time with Simon Pagano at the Indianapolis 500 this past May. That was big. That was cool. Um, so... There's a lot that's going to go into this, and there's going to be a lot of things that change. You know, he mentioned there could be a Formula One race. They're going to look into a 24-hour IMSA race. Um, do you maybe put up lights? Can you put up lights? Will the town of Speedway approve you to put up lights? Is it worth putting up lights to possibly bring some flair back to the brickyard for two to three years and maybe run Indianapolis 500, uh, maybe the back row shootout and the top nine at night? That would be awesome. I've, 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 I've been a... An advocate, if you put up lights, it has to be for multiple reasons. So can you run the Brickyard at night? Can you run it on a Saturday night? Uh, which is going to be certainly talked about now that it's moved back to 4th of July weekend and how hot it's going to be at that racetrack. So that's certainly going to be a consideration for NASCAR and for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and Roger Penske. Can you run IndyCar maybe a fast Friday, Friday evening? Maybe you just start practice at 6 and run it till 10 o'clock at night. Is that too late? Will the city of Speedway be okay with putting that kind of traffic into the town and the noise? Which, you know, I mean, you live in the town of Speedway. You're probably making money off the track if you're a business or you're, you're parking cars in your front yard. So beggars really can't be choosers. Uh, but with that being said, I don't live in Speedway. So, um, But I think that you realize where you live when you live in a town of Speedway. Uh, but, but can you run a fast, fast nine shootout under the lights on a Saturday night at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway? I think that would be incredible. I think that'd be awesome. That would, you know, with the, the cooler conditions at night, the speeds, I think, would certainly have to increase. And it would be interesting to see if that's what they do. I think that's certainly going to be on the table to be in consideration. Roger's going to be spending a lot of time here in Indianapolis. Uh, but all in all, I think that this is good. I mean, if... The Holman George is obviously the Holman George families obviously came to terms with the fact that they won't have wanted to sell, um, and at least it's somebody that we're all familiar with that can continue to build the series, has a love and a passion for the Indianapolis 500 and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Somebody who's both involved in IndyCar, NASCAR, and IMSA because I think we're going to see an endurance race. I don't know if it'll be 24 hours. Um, I know Doug Bowles has preached. An, what, an eight-hour and 44-minute endurance race because that's how long it took Ray Haroon to win the first Indy 500. Maybe that's a little bit too short, but I, I, I would love to see the eight hours of Indy or the eight hours and 44 minutes of Indy. Just call it the 844 Challenge or something, the 844 in Indy. I think that'd be great. I mean, this is one of the only road courses in the world that is a level five you know, track on for FIA. So why not, as Roger said, have more things to do, bring more things out here, maybe more concerts. I mean, he's a businessman. He's going to bring in people. I'm for hire, Roger, if you've listened to this podcast, which I'm sure you didn't. Um, let me help. Uh, I would love to. But uh, with that being said, um, 
I think it's a great, a great thing. Uh, we, we sometimes change is good. I know we are all afraid of change at times, but I'm grateful for what the Holman George family provided for everybody. I mean, you know, and I'm not just saying this, but think about all the memories we have, even if you're an IndyCar fan or you're a NASCAR fan, or you just like the party in the infield. I mean, that's all put on by the Holman George family. And there are roots in the, in the snake pit. There are roots with the marketing department. There are roots with everything that goes on at that track that were placed here by the Holman George family. Um, so looking forward to seeing what the future holds, what changes come. I think we need to be excited about this, uh, while remembering the past and, 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 and what we loved about it. But at the end of the day, sometimes change is good. I think Roger's going to do a good job. Now I do have a couple, a couple questions and concerns, uh, who he's going to bring in. Um, I guess the big, one of the big elephants in the room is Roger's 82 years old. And at what point does this become strenuous on him? And, and, and who does he have in place? Obviously he's done a great job of putting Tim Sindrick into place to kind of take over the IndyCar side of things. But um, I think Doug Bowles is an incredible asset to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway as, as the president. Um, crazy that nine years today is when he became president. Um, but it was hopefully uh, in the works to keep Doug Bowles as the president because he should be. Um, it's a historic day. It's a new chapter uh, in Indianapolis and, and what it's going to bring to the city and the Indianapolis 500. And looking forward to what Roger Penske will bring to the table. <clears throat> like I said, what sponsorships come. Uh, it's a historic day. Sometimes it's better um, to, you know, have something to look forward to. There's going to be a lot of changes, and I think they could be exciting changes. And what better hands to have the IMS, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Indianapolis 500 IMS Productions in the hands of Roger Penske. Uh, excited to see who he brings in. Please keep Doug Bowles. Uh, and let's continue to grow the series. Let's continue to grow the sport and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in 2020. Thanks for listening to the Tony D Podcast brought to you by Flooring is Forever.